Welcome to the Littles Love Learning Podcast, the place to be if you want to teach your child to read and write correctly and effectively based on the science of reading. My name's Erin, and I'm a former classroom teacher with my master's degree in early childhood education and over 15 years experience. And although I'm no longer in the classroom full-time, I spend my days subbing, tutoring, volunteering, and working with students on their literacy skills. I am passionate about helping parents like you understand how kids learn to read and write in the right way, because yes, there is a right way. Each week we'll tackle the most important topics in early literacy, including the best way to teach letters and sounds, the difference between sight words and high frequency words, and why spelling and handwriting should not be skipped. Are you ready to help your child become a strong reader? Then let's dive into today's episode. Want to talk with you about preschool and pre-k standards and assessments which i know might not be your very favorite topic to talk about um it's not super super fun all of the other things we do in preschool and pre-k are so fun but standards and assessments are so important to make sure that our little ones are making progress on this continuum of learning so every state is different in the united states in terms of what early learning standards you need to follow and if you're international you have different standards as well But what I did was I looked at my state's early learning standards. I'm in Arizona, so I looked at the Arizona early learning standards, and I saw that besides just academic, they also have a lot of social emotional standards, behavior standards, and all of that combined is what we want our little ones to be working on in preschool and pre-K in order to be prepared for kindergarten. I didn't think that it was realistic to read through that big giant PDF of standards. I think it's 200 or 300 pages every time I wanted to plan a lesson. And so what I did was I pulled out the important standards and I created a printable for each area. That way, when I'm planning my lessons, I can make sure that I am covering the most important standards from my state's early learning standards. So these printables are actually free over on my website, littleslovelearning.com. Like I said, I made one for each important area of the pre-K exit goals. You can read through these and check them out and see if they line up with your state standards, which I'm guessing they will, because most states are pretty much all the same. So this page is for the language and literacy standards. And I also have one for math social studies, science, fine arts, this is physical and safety, but then besides just academics, of course, we have social, emotional, and approaches to learning, their behavior and their mindset when it comes to learning. So all of this is so, so important to be teaching our little ones when they're in preschool and pre-K so that when they leave our classrooms or they leave our homes and go into kindergarten, they are prepared and ready to go. And just one more thing before we move on, just a little bit of a tangent, but you will notice when you read through here that there is no mention of sight words in the language and literacy pre-K goals. There's no mention of sight words anywhere in the Arizona Early Learning Standards, and I'm guessing your state or your country doesn't mention sight words either, and that's a good thing. So typically, people think of sight words as words that kids need to memorize by sight because they're not phonetically regular. And that's actually not what a sight word is. A sight word is any word that you can read by sight. So a doctor is gonna have a very different sight word vocabulary than a teacher. It's just any word that you can look at and read automatically by sight. 
What teachers typically call sight words are high frequency words, words that show up over and over again in the text. Some of them are phonetic and can be sounded out, and some of them are phonetically irregular and they can't be sounded out. So somewhere along the lines in education, we thought that if we sent kids with lists of words home to memorize as whole words, that it would make the reading process easier for them. Luckily for us, science is showing us that that is not the best way to teach reading. And so now that we know better, we wanna do better. So if you are in a program, a preschool or pre-K program that is trying to get kids to memorize sight words, I would really highly encourage you to look into the science of reading. If you're a parent at home and you just wanna do your best trying to help your little one, I would also encourage you to look up the science of reading. You can email me with any questions that you have, reach out because having our little ones memorize those whole words by sight is not actually the way we wanna teach them reading. We really wanna focus on phonological and phonemic awareness first. And then when they are starting to learn those words, especially the ones that are irregular, we want to do something called phoneme graphing mapping, where we're showing them that the sounds in the word are represented by letters. And sometimes there's a part that is represented by a letter we didn't expect. Like for example, in the word the, we didn't expect that the E would say uh, but that's okay. We're showing them the unexpected part. So I plan on making a whole video about sight words. I do have some information about sight words. If you're interested, you can reach out to me. I'd be happy to email it along to you. All that to say, I just wanted to point out that you won't see sight words on here, but you will see a lot of phonological and phonemic awareness because that's what we really wanna work on in preschool and pre-K. We don't wanna send kids with lists home to memorize sight words. Okay, so now that we got the sight word discussion out of the way, I wanted to show you how I assess these pre-K goals. So I already showed you the free downloads you can get from my website, littleslovelearning.com, and you're gonna use those downloads to see the information that you wanna be teaching your students or your little ones at home, but how do you assess them? You wanna make sure that they're making progress on this continuum of learning. So I did create an assessment pack that I use with my own students that I wanted to share with you. This assessment pack comes with a cover page that's editable, so you can put in their name and you can change the year. And then what I like to do is I like to slip it inside the cover of a three ring binder, and then I can have one for each student. That way I can keep all of their assessments and their portfolio information in one place. And then for parent-teacher conferences, I will have this to show the parents. I can also send it home at the end of the year, and it's all in one place for the student. So. For the assessments and portfolio, I'm only focusing on literacy and math. Now, we just talked about how there's more to preschool and pre-K than just literacy and math. There are a lot of different academic areas and social and behavioral areas that are all so, so important. But for this assessment, assessment pack specifically, I just focused on literacy and math since we know that that is the foundation of learning. When we can get our little ones a strong foundation of literacy and math, all the other areas are gonna come much more easily to them by the time they head to kindergarten. So just wanted to point that out. Now, when I'm doing these assessments, I need a lot of tools. I like to do a lot of hands-on assessments. So instead of showing a child just a page that has printed letters or a page that has printed numbers, I like to give them cards. So that way the letter order and the number order are always different each time I'm assessing them. And I like them to be able to hold it in their hand if they need to, instead of just looking at a paper. So I like these pouches 
they have the three holes to go inside of a three ring binder. They have zippers and then I can just keep all of the materials that I need for my assessments in here. So if I'm only assessing a little one at home, then I can just have one for them. But if I'm assessing in a classroom, I would just keep one, put it in my teacher binder, and then I always know where it is. And then I would pull it out for assessment time. So this has things like colors. It has uppercase and lowercase letters. That way they can always be mixed up when you're assessing the student. Also has things like strips for practicing patterns and assessing patterns. So everything that I need for my assessments, I just put in here. That way it's all in one spot. Anytime that I assess, I can grab it easily. There are different schools of thought on how often to assess our little ones. I personally like to do three times a year. I do the beginning of the year, sometime in January, and then the end of the year. Some people are on a quarter system, so they'll do four times a year. You can also assess more frequently, especially if you have a little one who is struggling and maybe you are putting in place some interventions for them to see if things will start sticking for them. You can assess them more frequently to make sure that your intervention is working the way you want it to work. It's totally up to you, it's totally flexible. I will say multiple times a year is so important because by the time you get to January and February, you've probably forgotten what that child, if it's even if it's yours at home or your student, probably forgotten what they were able to do in September because you see them every day. And so when you look back and think, oh yeah, I forgot that this little one couldn't write their name in September or they couldn't hold a pencil correctly, but then look at them now in January, February, they've got it down. So it's really fun to see how they progress over the year. And if you are not taking the time to do these assessments, I promise you, you're gonna forget. You're not gonna remember where they came in. So make sure you take the time to do these. It doesn't have to take a long time. It can be done through play. It doesn't have to be anything stressful. It doesn't have to be done all in one day. You can spread it out, but you just wanna make sure that you're taking notes and you know where these little ones are and how they're progressing on along that continuum. So I'm just gonna show you a quick peek into this assessment pack in case you're interested. If you're at home with your little one, you could use this, or if you're in a program that doesn't have an assessment pack, you can check this one out. So for the math section, comes with this cute little cover. It comes with the pre-K exit goals for math. So you can read through here. This is what we're gonna be assessing on. So I use this pre-K exit goals sheet to plan my lessons. And then I also use it to know what I am assessing my students on. Here are the assessments for math. The different sections are broken up and then the directions are right next to it. So you know exactly what you should be asking that little one to do and what you're looking for as they're doing the assessment to make sure they're doing it correctly. So for the math section, these are the different areas we're assessing. Wrote counting, writes numerals, comparing two sets of objects, subitizing, identifying numerals, one-to-one -one correspondence, matching numerals to quantities, patterns, 2D and 3D shapes, and colors. So I pulled all of those sections out of the pre-K exegols, and that's what we're gonna be assessing for math. Now this is the sheet with the directions on it, but I also have a sheet for the data collection. So this is where you're gonna be writing the information for your student, whether it's your student in your classroom or your child at home. Like we talked about, you can give this assessment multiple times. I have sort of set it up so that it's more of a three time a year assessment, but you can adjust it. What you're gonna do is write the information in the box, depending on when you gave the assessment. I like to use a different color for each time I assess so I can clearly see which color goes with which month that I did the assessment. 
And then I'm just gonna mark off. Rope counts two, I'm gonna write how far they could count. Writes numerals, I'm gonna do a check mark next to all of the numbers they knew how to write. Or down here, matching quantities, I'm gonna do a check mark next to the ones they could do. Patterns and colors, I am just gonna use this to mark off what they can do. And then there's a box over here for notes. So I might mark off if they struggled with something, if they needed additional help or additional time. The anecdotal notes are really the most important part because you wanna be able to see what their thinking is and write it down so that you can explain it to their parents or you can keep it in mind for next time. So the next section in the assessment pack is literacy. So I have a cute little cover for literacy. It also comes with the language and literacy pre-K exit goals. So again, I use this information to plan my lessons and then this is what I'm assessing my students on. For language and literacy, I have all of the different categories here and then all of the directions, what you would need to do with your little one to assess them. So for literacy, we are assessing writing their name, writing the letters, identifying letter names, identifying letter sounds, rhyming, syllables, phonemic awareness, writing to convey meaning, and their pencil grasp. Again, you'll notice no sight words on there, but a lot of this is developing their phonological and phonemic awareness. I have a video about phonological awareness that I will link down below. It has a lot of ideas for how you can practice these skills, but this is what we're assessing on here because we know that phonological and phonemic awareness, knowing those skills is going to help them become a stronger reader in kindergarten and first grade. So that's what we wanna focus on in pre-K. So we have the direction sheet, just like with math, and we also have the data collection sheet. So here, you can write down all the information from your assessment. Like I said, use a different color for each time that you're assessing so you can see how they're growing in their skills. And it's gonna be so much fun to see that in September, maybe they weren't able to blend their syllables, but by January, they could easily blend them and they could segment them. It's just really fun to see that growth. Now, since we teach preschool and pre-K and most of our students can't read, although some of them might be able to, but most of them can't, a lot of this is done orally. And so what I've done is I've included directions for the different sections and I've included the words so you don't have to come up with these on your own. It's already in here. So for the phonological awareness section, we're starting with rhymes. And we're starting with the most basic part of rhyming, which is just listening for rhymes and hearing that words rhyme. Then we move on to identifying if two words rhyme or not. And then we move on to the most advanced rhyming skill, which is saying a word and having them give you a rhyming word. I have a whole video about rhyming and tips on how to teach rhyming that I will link down below. And hopefully those, that will give you some good ideas for how to teach rhyming skills. Now the next phonological awareness skill that we're assessing on is syllables. So we're starting with the most basic, which is blending syllables. Then we move on to segmenting and counting syllables. We wanna see if our little ones can do that. And then the most advanced part of syllables, we have deleting syllables and we have substituting syllables. If they can't do this page, that is totally fine. This is a pretty advanced skill, but I did include it because some of our kiddos can do this even in preschool and pre-K. So now we're at the most advanced level of phonological awareness, which is phonemic awareness. Phonemic awareness has its own continuum that it follows. And so we're gonna start phonemic awareness by assessing our students on their isolation skills. Can they isolate the beginning sound in a word, the ending sound in the word, and the middle sound in a word? Then we wanna know if they can blend phonemes together to say the word. 
And then we're getting into the more advanced phonemic awareness skills, which would be segmenting and counting. Can they hear a word and break it up into its sounds and count how many sounds are in that word? This is what we really want them to be able to do before we start introducing those high frequency words that are phonetically irregular so that we can show them how the sounds match up to the letters and point out which ones maybe don't match up perfectly, which is like a lot of those phonetically irregular words are. So those are the two main sections in the assessment pack, math and literacy, but I did also include a portfolio section. So we have a cute little cover here. And for the portfolio, I have a page and they can write their name and they can draw their self-portrait. Now you can choose to do this as often or as little as you want during the year. There's a line for you to write the month and the year. But what I like to do is every month or every other month, have my students write their name and draw their picture. And then I save these and I put them inside of their three ring binder. And it's such a fun keepsake for the parents to keep at the end of the year because then they can have all of the progression of their little one's name and drawing skills through the year. And it's also really, really great for me to see how they're progressing with their letter writing and with their drawing because we know that those drawing skills actually are a precursor to their letter writing skills. I did include two pages, one that doesn't have the dash line and then the other one that does, depending on where your little ones are at, some students are ready to use the dash line to form their letters correctly, and some are not quite there yet, and their letters are kind of all over the page. So you could choose which one works best for your students. So there you go, that's what I use when I'm planning my lessons and I'm assessing my students in preschool and pre-K. I am using the early learning standards, those free printables that are on my website, and then I'm using the assessment pack to assess those standards to see how well my students are progressing along that continuum of learning. Thank you so much for joining me in today's episode. For more information on helping your child learn to read, head over to my website, littleslovelearning.com. While you're there, don't forget to join my email list so you stay up to date with all things early literacy. You can also find me over on Instagram at Littles Love Learning Blog. Happy learning!